Welcome to Anchor Church's podcast. Sometimes you just need some encouragement, and today's episode is just that. This was originally recorded for Anchor Church's grand opening in January of 2021. Let's listen in. A few months ago, I nearly hit my breaking point. And it wasn't through running a marathon or writing a novel or anything. It was just texting people. And so what had happened was, uh, you know, when you're starting a church, uh, it takes texting a lot of people and inviting people to different things. Well, for me, when I invite someone to something, I'm putting my heart out. And then it takes this emotional toll on me even to to think about how can I phrase this in a way that's super friendly and personal and everything. And so it takes a bit out of me. Well, if you multiply that by 50, I was pretty worn out. And I was being tortured by a lot of negative thoughts. People don't care. I'm just bothering them. It's not going to work. And I was at a pretty low point. Then I get a text from, from a friend uh, returning uh, my text. And she said, you're doing great. And I don't know why Alicia thought to send that, but that made such a huge difference for me. And it's so interesting for me when I think about that, that one little text, one little idea, one little affirmation was like the turning point for me. And I kept going and I kept believing that God could use me and God could use the little texts. And I think about that. How, how is it that manipulating one little atom can transform all of history? If that's true, then what about altering the way we think or the way we process things? Could that change our lives? So today we're going to go into the inner world and we're going to look at one of the greatest prophets who ever lived, Elijah, and we're going to consider his inner world. So when we find Elijah and as the story starts, he's actually running for his life because he had just killed a whole bunch of false prophets and the king and queen want him dead. And so he's had a day alone and he's feeling alone and he's feeling afraid and he's feeling tired and hungry. And he is so down that he prays to God, God, will you take my life? He's not in a good place. Well, God, after a while, actually responds to him, asking him how he's doing. And he replies to God saying, God, I've been passionate for you, but Israel has rejected your covenant. They've torn your altars and they've killed your prophets. Now they want to kill me. Later, God reveals himself and and then he asks him again. He says, how are you doing? And, and, And Elijah says, God, I'm passionate for you, but your people, Israel, have rejected your covenant, torn your altars, killed your prophets, and now they want to kill me. What's going on here? Elijah is being tortured by the same negative thoughts that keep repeating themselves, keep repeating themselves, keep repeating themselves. And isn't that what happens in our lives? You know, you decorate the house and you you take a picture and you post it and you get nine different comments that are all compliments. But then the one comment that says, it's really interesting that you went with that couch. What's the comment that you keep repeating, you keep repeating, you keep repeating? Psychologists call this negativity bias. They say when you go to a nice restaurant that everything's perfect, but the salmon is bad then what happens is you don't think it was a good restaurant with bad salmon. You think it is a bad restaurant. And so our first big idea is this. Negativity comes 
naturally. And we've got to come to terms with that, that we have a negativity bias. If we're going to change our mindset, if we're going to make a difference with our inner world, we need to know negativity comes naturally. We have a natural bent toward torturing ourselves with negative thoughts. In fact, Alexa gives that a word. It's called worry. And Jesus says, do not worry. Don't worry about what you're going to eat or drink or what you're going to wear. He says the birds and the lilies, they don't worry about those things, and yet they're fed and, and they're clothed because God takes care of them. And Jesus says, aren't you more important than grass? Aren't you more important than birds? Isn't God going to take care of you? And so the first big thought, negativity comes naturally. We've got to deal with our negativity. Well, God doesn't just uh, respond with questions. He responds with a statement. He says to Elijah, yeah, I know that Israel has rejected me, but not everybody. He says, I've counted them. There are 7,000 people who have not bowed the knee to Baal. And so what is God doing? This is so important that we get this. God is giving the gift to Elijah and he is reframing reality. He's saying, yes, what you're saying is true, but it's not the full truth. There is more to know. And so many times our whole attitude, our whole demeanor, our whole well-being is based off of just a little bit of truth, not the full story. And I believe that if we are able to reframe, we are going to be given new control over our lives. And so the second big idea is this, is that framing determines feelings and feelings are so powerful, they determine our future. Elijah, when he was framing things in, in the negative way, he was feeling so down that he actually asked God to take his life. And God says, I'm going to reframe things for you. I'm going to reframe things and give you a greater sense of the truth. And so we could do that all the time. We are given the opportunity to reframe. We don't see anchor... Uh, our grand opening as a disappointment. We don't see it as, oh, oh, yeah, no, it's really sad that Anchor couldn't have a real grand opening. No, no. We see having our grand opening virtual as an opportunity because now we have people all over, not just Champaign, but in Champaign, Chicago, Kenosha. We have people not just in the U.S., but we have people in Japan and India joining us for this moment and this special milestone. Because of this disappointment, God is opening up ways that we had never thought were possible. Possible. And so we are going to deliberately reframe our situation. We're going to take control of our lives. And here's what God says He says, There are 7,000 people who have not bowed a knee to Baal, 7,000 who have not rejected me. And then He says, Elijah, I got a job for you to do. I want you to go anoint and appoint your predecessor, Elisha. And here's why that's important, because this is at the moment where Elijah thinks God is done working. The best is over and it's downhill from here. But here's what we know is that Elijah, for how great a prophet he was, and he was one of the best, he performs eight miracles, eight outstanding miracles. But Elisha performs 16 
What do we know? We know that with God, the best is yet to come, that God isn't done working, that God, it, with God, all things are possible. And how I like to see it is that positivity actually contains in itself possibilities. So here are the three big ideas. The first one, as you look at this, I want you to think of, of how negativity comes naturally. So this would look here. I want you to think negativity comes naturally. The second big idea is this, is a frame. Because framing determines feelings and feelings determine our future. The third big idea is as we open this box, I want you to think of the box as positivity and out of the box comes all different possibilities that if we can be positive, it actually transforms reality. Proverbs 17 says this, it says that a cheerful heart is good medicine that our mental state of mind can actually transform our physical well-being. And so if you believe that, if you believe how important positivity is, what are you going to do about it? Well, you're going to try to be more positive, right? Well, how are you going to do that? You're going to do that by talking to yourself. <laughs> and what are you going to say? Here's what you're going to say. You're going to say, it took me a while to build that table much longer than I thought it would, but I did it. What are you gonna say? You're gonna say, I believed in this program. I believe this program could make a big difference in the community. And now, because I didn't give up, it's gaining further and further acceptance. What are you gonna say? You're gonna say, I didn't know how this school year would go. I was really scared about this school year, but looking back, I've actually made it pretty special for my kids. What are you gonna say? You're gonna say, I was anxious and scared and I faced rejection after rejection after rejection, but I didn't give up and now I have the job I wanted. What are you gonna say? You're gonna say, I didn't know how to do Zoom before, now I know how to not just do Zoom, but mute. What are you gonna say? I didn't know how I was gonna make ends meet, but I didn't give up, I found a way. What are you going to say? You're going to say, I'm tired, but I'm still awake. You're going to say, I'm limping, but I'm still standing. What are you going to say? You're going to say, the best is yet to come. I am more than conqueror because of Christ. I am chosen. I am the heir to the throne. I have hope that God will not leave me. He will not forsake me. I know that God's plans are still good for my life. I know that even though this year I may have heard the worst news in my entire life, that nothing, nothing that hell throws my way can separate me from the love of God. I am believing that God is still good and that He is still here and He is still for me. What are you going to say? You're going to say that you're doing great. Thank you for listening to Anchor Church's podcast. Every month we upload new episodes to help you grow in your faith and your relationship with God. If you'd like to get involved further or give into the mission of Anchor, please check out anchorchurchil.com. We'll see you next time.